And we're back. You're listening to Paranorthwest, a podcast about all things paranormal here in the Pacific Northwest and beyond. I'm your host, Eric. I'm Shayla. And I'm Cheyenne. What are we talking about tonight, Shy? We're going to be talking about little things, little people, and anything flying. Little so. stuffs. Yeah. Little guys. Yeah. Little ladies. We're covering land and air Ooh. tonight. So. A, little, a little terrestrial, a little above the terrestrial, all right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's start with you guys. What's, uh, what's something in uh, Ojibwe culture that, that is like a, a tiny, creep, like creepy little dude? So, not only is this in Ojibwe culture, but it is just in, I think, just about every tribe that I know of, is the little people. Like, so. what are they? Are they human? So, they are little tiny tiny little beings and they're known to be mischievous when you say tiny how what are we talking an inch um i've seen them to Ooh. be anywhere from yeah okay sorry i keep cutting you off go ahead anywhere from i don't know sometimes they get can get real small like maybe <laughs> five six inches oh so yeah little and then, little and then sometimes I've seen them a little bit bigger. What about you, Cheyenne? I would agree with that. I would say up to like two feet. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. So, I so guess. real small up to, you know, two feet. small. Yeah. Yeah. A- extra small up to small. Yeah. <laughs> okay. See, we're, we're covering these sizes. That yeah. XS to S. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But and they're, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. They're also known to be healers. So normally if you have them around, they'll just come. They kind of know. Um, yeah, they're known to be healing spiritual beings. So other than healing, what else do they do? So typically is what, uh, Nokomis always told us, which is our grandma, that these beings typically reside outside the home. Now, if you become ill or anything like that just like Cheyenne was saying you need healing they will come into the home they'll take care of you um they also enjoy offerings such as alcohol um, oh. chocolate okay they like whiskey um they're just, here to party yeah just like little things like that okay so whiskey chocolate and shiny things so, like, silver earrings, mirrors, stuff like that, you know? These are my kind of people, then. Yeah. They like whiskey, chocolate, and shiny things. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't like that? Yeah. So, I mean, they'll steal your stuff, too. <laughs> they'll put it past them, because so, <laughs> firsthand, I know. So, they, what? yeah, what'd you get? You got something taken from you? Yeah, I was probably 15. Okay. I <laughs> used Spin to wear... the tail. Put us, put us where you oh, are. Oh, God. You're wearing... You know, basketball shorts past your knees. Your butt crack showing. Yeah. You have stains absolutely. on your white t-shirt. Absolutely. Hair's in a messy bun. That's just an ante. Uh, straight up ante at that point. Yeah. Okay. But I used to wear this really cringy headband. Explain it. <laughs> oh, God. This must be good. Oh, okay. Shayla knows the headband. I'll tell you that. Okay. What do we t- talk about the headband? It's like a quick. beaded headband. Yeah. Okay. Um, that had just like a little pattern on it. Nothing like too shiny. It was just like a beaded loomed headband. Okay. But I'd wear it a lot. So it was a stinky. No. Meh. Mm, no. There was an odor. Go ahead. We'll, we'll move past the odor. What are we talking? So they, they took it? Yeah, they took it and uh, maybe it was for good reason. Because <laughs> of the odor? Because the fash. Oh. They're looking okay. out for you. They're like, sweetheart, this this is not the vibe. Yeah, this is not in season anymore. This How did you never notice it was season. taken? I mean, you wore it every day, so did you put it somewhere the same place I mean, I'd, I'd put it in the same place, and then at just one point, I was like looking for it, looking for it. For months. Probably like five months, I was looking for this thing. Damn. Yeah. And then one day, I was going through my clothes, and there it was. It was like under some shirts in one of my dresser drawers. It's okay. Yeah, I'm not shitting. You. I'm not shitting you. Yeah. Well, that seems to be a theme 
with these things. Yeah, and they like... Um, they fuck around. Yeah, they just... Yeah. Honestly, I'm kind of down with that, you know? Whiskey, chocolate, shiny things, fucking around. Um, Healing. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting, though, because in a lot of cultures, something's either bad or good, you know? Uh-huh. This toes the line of both. Like, it does whatever. Do you think it's dependent on who you are or, like, a situation or what? I think it's more situational. Would you agree, Cheyenne? Yeah, because I don't know why they were hanging out. Maybe they just liked my vibe or something, you know? Yeah, they're vibing. Yeah. And you can sometimes hear them in my apartment, too. Yeah, because I'm, I'm wondering why they would help or why they would be mischievous. Like, something's That's gotta... just who they are. They just flip a coin. I mean... Like, I'm helping this one. I'm going to hurt that one. Yeah, I'm helping this one. I'm still in that one. Yeah. I'm still <laughs> in that one's things. Okay. Yeah, they, sometimes they come around just because, and sometimes, you know, they just keep their distance. But it's pretty interesting because, Eric, you know, you've heard them walking um, outside the along the house. Yeah. yeah. You can hear them, like, in the leaves. Yeah, it, it's literally just, like, little feet. Mm-hmm. Just like... Yeah. And you go over there and there's nothing. So if you're like, oh, it must be a raking or something like that, you know, there ain't nothing over there. There's yeah. no trash panda fucking around. It's something, something else. And something happened this week with little people. Today. Yeah. No, shut up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't know yet. Something happened to me this week, too, that you guys don't know about. Shut up. Yeah. I'm not shitting. With the little people? Yes. Well, this is a perfect time to do okay, this Okay, perfect. Go ahead. You guys start first. All right, Shayla, spin the tail. You got your braids are looking fire, by the way. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so this is so weird. So our dog, we have two dogs, right? Eric and I. His name's Denali. And he's been having some issues with like arthritis in his elbows, so he's been going to physical therapy. <laughs> <laughs> and we're so proud of him. Yeah, he's doing great. But they also gave him like medication to take in the morning to help with the pain, and so the only way he'll eat it is with peanut butter. Yeah, that's how he's always been. Yeah. So Eric was gone this morning. He takes it twice a day. Last night I gave it to him before bed and I left the peanut butter right on the counter because it was late. Now, I wake up this morning. The peanut butter is gone. No, I swear. Like, Eric's gone. And I, like, texted him and I was like, where's the peanut butter? (laughs) And he was like, I have no idea. I didn't put it anywhere. I haven't seen it. And I was like, okay. So I check, like... Just in case, I check, like, all the cabinets, the pantry. I literally looked in the refrigerator for some odd reason in case we were, like, super sleepy and just, like, yeah. put it in there just for tearing some the place weird apart reason. looking for this. Yeah. I looked for, like, 30 minutes. Couldn't find the damn peanut butter. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I had to go to the store. I bought two jars, okay? And then, whatever. I go about my day, and then I start cleaning in the house. I open the cabinets under the sink to grab my cleaning supplies. The whole jar of peanut butter with the lid on it is pushed clear in the back under the sink. Why? I have no idea. The only thing that's under our kitchen sink is cleaning supplies. Why in the hell that would be in there? I have no idea. Yeah, I don't know if any of the listeners normally put their peanut butter next to the Clorox. But yeah, not it. Probably not a good move either. No, it's not the move. Isn't yeah, that that's weird? That's so odd. Because the, we, that's really weird. Yeah, how would that happen? Yeah, and it's and even if you were really tired, you wouldn't put them down there. No, it would be like she said in the refrigerator or something. Right. Like that, if you moved it at all. That's funny. But I was thinking maybe it was the little people because Denal, you know, is having some troubles right now and he might need a little healing. And they so thought they might that'd be, be funny. Him, but they're like, you know what? I've been helping him a lot. I got to get some fuckery out. Like, yeah. I got I to gotta mess with something. You know, I'm not going to mess with him. So I got to I got to do something else around here. Yeah. I'm like, what is going on? Which I'm cool with. Move the peanut butter. You know, yeah. as long as you're helping the little man out. Yeah. Do whatever. Take care of business. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll update you guys on the peanut butter location. Yeah, I, people. well, I got a few extra jars, so yeah. <laughs> don't even so worry about that. it. All right, Shia, what about you? You, so you said something happened this week? Yeah, which I totally spaced to tell you guys, which I didn't, in the moment, I didn't think it was a big deal. Yeah. You know? 
So we, we as in Solomon and I, we had just got home. Um, I think we were just like wrestling with each other in bed. Oh my God. <laughs> we're going to have to edit this part but, out. Uh, wrestling in bed. What and you... then they take off their shirts yeah. and then they wrestle. Yeah. What is this? It sounds like a kid being like, I seen my mom and dad wrestle in bed and they said that I couldn't come in. No, no, no. So he puts his keys in the same place every time. While you're wrestling in bed? Well, Where does he put his keys? Does he hurt you? No. No. Oh, you hurt him. (laughs) Okay, and we're moving on. Okay. That's (laughs) Um, So obviously before we got on the bed, he sat his keys literally in the same place, which is a little end table by a sitting area. I guess that's what you'd call it. Same place every time. Funny fact, it was a beaded lanyard. <laughs> well, there you go. Loomed. Just like the head. <laughs> Jesus, you know how to pick them. And the keys, obviously shiny, silver. Yeah. We were, you know, messing around and you know, we were just play fighting. And all of a sudden, it was like someone just like knocked them off. And they hit the floor really loud. Damn. Yeah. Like that's- at least six inches away from where they like on the uh, table six inches from the table and so you guys were like what the hell was that and he was like ah, that's what he does every time he gets scared he's like ah. he, like, he pretends crying. like a dog oh no, he's like ah. maybe he's actually crying and i'm like it's okay it's probably probably little people honestly so can you do anything to ward him off or to like do you no. just give him whiskey and chocolate and they kind of stop fucking with you i don't ward him off if they want to be there they're welcome in my house. Okay, Shayla, what about you? I'm pretty much the same way. I They've taken a lot of my things over the years that I've never found again. And, yeah, I just kind of let them be. Because then they'll come back when you need them. That's true. But, um, yeah, if you do want to, like, keep them at bay, you can give them those offerings. And I usually put down tobacco and let them know, like, hey, you guys, this is for you. You could probably bring them in too though right like if you needed some I help on something it, you could put out an offering and be like hey probably yeah like some shiny shit and whiskey and chocolate yeah probably i like that i know that the little people vary um from tribe to tribe as far as like what they do you know all that kind of thing but yeah for us that's how it's always been yeah it's just another another thing sometimes yeah. too they come in the lodges while you guys are sweating? Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Sometimes. What do they start doing in there? I've only done one sweat lodge, and it was so fucking hot, I couldn't see. Well, also, it's dark. Yeah. I don't think anyone can see, if, even if you open your eyes. Oh, you can see things. Yeah, well. But, um, yeah, sometimes they just come in and, like, help. They're like little helpers, and they'll come in and heal people that need healing. Well, that's good. Yeah. See, I like that because it's, it's like I said earlier, it's neither bad or good. It's just a thing. Because they yeah. probably don't operate versus on bad versus good. Mm-hmm. They're not like, I'm going to go do something bad. They're probably yeah. just, I'm just doing, I'm, I'm here. Yeah. Be doing my thing. Yeah. So it, that's that. So we have, in Mexican culture, the chaneque, which is basically the same thing, but it's more forest bound. You know, or like like rainforests and all that. So they just stay in the forest then? No. Okay. But it's mostly forest, right? You know, like that's like where the most of it comes from. It's like a 80-20. Yeah. Okay. 80-20 split. Like they'll come out of the forest to fuck around and find some shit. Are they good? Are they bad? What are they? What do they look like? Yes. They're good and bad. Okay. Also. So they are good in the sense that they will help like people or children or animals they're they're the protectors of the forest is what they do okay and they're like the helpers of the forest so if you get lost in the forest they'll help you find your way out but they'll also lure you to the forest to get lost oof and with everything in mexican culture it all comes back to children having to go to sleep at a certain time or when they're told to so <laughs> the, oh my god the chaneque is it's a little thing. It's terrifying looking. It looks like a goblin, kind of. So what's the height? I don't, I don't know. I think it's about two feet. It's not five inches. Right. It's about two feet. And it looks like 
I don't know. It's kind of like an orc mixed with like a toad oh. kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. It's real weird, you know, and kind of creepy and very uh, scary. That is scary. You know, parents tell their kids about it because they say if you don't uh, go to sleep or you don't listen, the Chineke will grab you and take you to the forest. And one of the things it does to mess with kids is it clips their toenails at night. <laughs> what? <laughs> it clips their toenails, but sometimes clips the whole toe off. So if you hang your feet off the bed and it's looking for something to clip, it'll miss or do it on purpose and cut your whole toe off. It's giving lucky rabbit foot. Yeah, lucky Mexican toes. Wait, what do they cut it with? I don't know. They, they clip got your tiny toenails, clippers? Though. No, I think they just like gnaw it. Oh my God. Yeah, it's terrifying. Like I said, everything in Mexican culture is terrifying for children. But you can shoot it. Oh, yeah, with yeah. anything else, See. you know, la lechuza, yeah. the chupacabra, anything like that, you can you can shoot and kill. So, do you know anyone firsthand that's had that experience with the whole toe being clipped off? Jesus, no. Well, but, if you have, please come on the show. Yeah, I was just going to say, any listeners missing a toe, maybe, you know, having, just walking in circles because you're missing toes on one foot. The Chineke probably got you, so come on the show. Let's talk. And also, come on the show, show the toe. Yeah. That's the that's the motto for this episode. Come on the show, show the toe. Yes. All right, we want to see his handiwork. I want to know if the bone was sticking out. Oh, God. You know, I want to know how much blood was left over. A lot. Was there blood on the sheets? Do they like the taste of it? I'm probably. Like, what are the underlying factors? But and doing the toe. What's what the do they do with the toenail? Do they chew on that for later, like a little protein, a little keratin? I was just going to say, get their keratin fix. <sighs> yeah. But yeah, so that's yeah. basically like kind of, you know, pretty close to your guys' little people. Yeah, I agree with that. Good and bad. Well, Protector of the forest. Helps people, but also lures them into the forest. And do they like offerings? No. Oh, fuck the offerings, just the toe. I guess you could just leave your toenails in a bowl. <laughs> you should try that sometime. I have enough toenails to go around, so if anyone needs some, uh, let us know and we'll mail you some toenails. Yeah, maybe with our uh, our giveaway winner, we'll mail you some some of Eric's fresh toenail clippings. To keep the chaneke away from you. Because from what I've heard, you They're like thick. to clip your toenails and then... All the clippings stay on the floor, and then Shayla steps on them. We're getting off topic. Stab her. We're getting off topic. Can you can you verify? I can confirm. Okay, what do you got? You're grinning about something. Okay, so that. Speaking of little people, now none of us are Hawaiian, obviously, but the is it Mahune? Is that how you pronounce that? Those are native to the Hawaiian Islands, and those are the little people for them. So this is like a thing shared between indigenous cultures all over. Right. So it's got to be true. I'm stamping it with 100% true, and if you tell me otherwise, you're dumb. Yeah, it's literally the same thing. So they're a mythological race of dwarf people in Hawaiian tradition who are said to live in deep forests, hidden valleys off the islands, and they're far away from people. Yeah. Honestly, I envy them a little bit, you know? Yeah. Being away from everyone. It's kind of crazy. Vibing with chocolate. But they're like... It seems to me that they're like more guardian... Yeah. You know, like they um, build like little temples and like fish oh, ponds and houses and canoes and stuff like that. So they like, you know. They got a whole thing going there. Yeah. Yeah, mine's not, or, you know, my culture's isn't that uh, advanced, I guess I'd say. We don't really have stories of like where they live. Exactly. Or yeah. having like a fish pond and things like that. That's rad. Yeah, that's so interesting. But yeah, they all say that they're little spirits. And like the Mahune are like spirits of the forest. Yeah, And same. yeah, I mean, 
It's this is a real thing. The little people are real, and they're all over. Are the SIs little? Yes. Yeah. Well. And those are negative, though. Yeah, those are not something I want to hang out with, though. Yeah. Can we say the word? You say it. Say it, Cheyenne. The Stick Indians. Okay, tell us. So let's talk about those a little bit. We did get into them on one of our investigation episodes. Yes, go w- listen to In the Sticks. Yeah. Um, but basically, they're also tiny spirits. Yeah. But they're negative spirits that basically they just want to feast on you. So they will make sounds of like people in the fort or like people like if... Let's say you were hiking, uh, especially during nighttime, you know, they'll make sounds of like a party or a big gathering to lure you in. Um, There's accounts that say they spit on you. They also slice out your, they slice your ankles open and scratch you. I've gotten a scratch first account. Um, Gosh, where were we? That was, that was, uh, yeah, we'll pin it when we heard them. Yeah. Uh, they whistle. Yeah, so all those signs, you hear them, go the other direction. They just want you. They want to eat. Yeah, traditionally, stick Indians, um, you know, especially for, like, the Northwest tribes, like the Salish people, they are malevolent. They're very dangerous little uh, forest spirits. And, yeah, they'll get you. Even when you unintentionally... Um, basically disrespect them or their area, they'll get you. Yeah, they're not as like a, oh, how funny. What an interesting, you know, thing. Yeah. They're not like little people. It's like this, these things don't fuck around. And when we did that investigation on the res, uh, when we got out of, to, to look at that area where we were, as soon as we got out, you know, I heard the whistling and everyone got quiet and we all heard the whistling and we fucking got out of there. They're also known to like giggle. Yeah. See all the things that aren't tight. And basically if you come in contact with them, they have enough power to paralyze, hypnotize you. Um, yeah. Just do all sorts of terrible things. Yeah. Shy. What do they look like? Cause I know you did some research on that. Yeah. So what I came across was, Little skinny Indians, excuse me, indigenous people. Yeah. We don't say that word unless you're Indian. Yeah, from India. I said Indian. That's a, never mind. From NDA. Okay. (laughs) From non-disclosure. Yeah, agreements. Um, So they're basically little indigenous people. Um, They wear masks and... Which creeps me out. Yeah, but they don't wear like... They're fashioning masks. I don't like that. They wear different kinds of masks. Not anything you've ever seen before. I can tell you that. Yeah. Just different looking nature. So yeah, just different kind of looking nature inspired or nature material used masks. So it's like an amalgamation of like... The natural resources around them. Yes. And like the animals and things that they see. Yes. They make a mask that it's not like, oh, that's a horse mask. It's like, that's a horse, beaver, you know, elk, something. Right. Just all that shit together. Right. And so they have really sharp fingernails and they will cut your ankle. <laughs> they the will. She says that. They will. I've had it happen to me first. First, you know, first person. Yeah. First-hand account. Yeah. See, is there a way to, like, trick these things? No. Um, From what I've heard, no. My boyfriend says, hell no. Get get away from them. Yeah, no. Just run. Run away. Because the chineke, you can, it's, you're supposed to wear your clothes inside out, and then when you walk through the forest, it, it confuses them. So there's, like, a way that, like, if you do that, then it'll, like, ward them off or they won't mess with you you know and that's so wendigo con oh my god that is so wendigo con backwards why are we doing this it is why are we saying the word we're saying it because we can oh my god to all the listeners out there uh 
Pray to your God. Um, also, side note, go watch the movie Pray. Oh, is it good? You should go watch it. I haven't got to watch it yet, but dub it in Comanche. Be original, land back, indigenous. They have it dubbed in Comanche. Oh, sick. Go watch it. Yeah, see, I wanted to watch that because I like the Predator movies. Yeah. So that's right up. Yeah, we're going to watch it then. Shayla, we're watching it. I'm going to watch both English and Comanche. At the same time? I mean, I could. So <laughs> You can do all things. So... Yeah. Um, what else? Uh, anything else? Small, tiny, and little crazy? Have you guys ever heard of the Pukwudgie? I've heard of it. So, it is also hey, another... Why does it sound familiar? Well, it's another kind of little people. Um, more so in tribes. Um, but it's a little bit different. So, Eric, this is more similar to, like, y- your story, kind of. Like, of your people. Oh, the Pukwudgie, yeah, is from that. Uh, what movie was that? No, that was not called Pukwudgie. I know, but when I looked it up to learn about that, the Pukwudgie came up, too. What was that thing? I forget that what movie. the... I, uh, I forget. But anyways... Um, they are like little people of the forest and they're very similar to how Europeans would call like gnomes or like fairy kind of creatures. Yeah. And yeah, they're basically told all throughout, you know, Canada, the Great Lakes and all through the United States region that they're supposed to reside and their nature is different and it varies uh, tribe to tribe, as everything does. And it's considered to be mischievous, but basically a good-natured creature. But they are tricksters. So, it's very interesting. Yeah, I'm looking at pictures of this thing, and it's mad terrifying. Yeah. Two to five feet tall, can appear and disappear at will. Uh, were once friendly to humans. Well, okay, well, it says once friendly, so no yeah. longer friendly to humans. Well, they like to steal children. Oh, tight. And, like, sabotage. That's good. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of this thing. This thing's terrifying. It's yeah, got, so like, the, quills on it. Yeah, and they're, like, knee-high or smaller. Dang, dude, these things are wild. So, Pukwudgie translates to... Basically, little person of the forest or little person of the wilderness. Yeah, and a lot of times people um, will smell a sweet smell, like flowers. And that's when you know that they're near. They can be invisible. They can confuse people, make them forget things. They can also shapeshift into other animals. Yeah, this says, uh, while the Pukwudgie are content to play harmless tricks on humans who disturb them. Others attack with poison arrows, knives, spears, and magic. Yeah, and you guys have seen that latest episode of Reservation Dogs when he gets hit with the arrow, right? Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. he's like, oh, I got shot with a little people arrow. Yeah, like that's what that is. And so they can like harm you just by staring at you. Yeah. See, this is this is like an old, old creature. Yo, you know? they're in Harry Potter. What? Yeah. With Newt or something? Are they a fantastic beast? I I don't know what they are, but... They're related to a goblin. It's in the Harry Potter wiki. So that's all I got. So, see, even uh, J.K. Rowling colonized it and made money off of it. Must be something good. Should have known. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. (laughs) Uh, Eric, you got any other little beings? No. Okay, so let's go into our shout-out of the week. Okay, and our shout-out of the week is going to be the Haunted Main Society. Ooh, Haunted Main. That's their song, actually. Yeah, it is. It goes like this. Ooh, Haunted Main. Society. It's haunted. 
Here yeah, that's it. <laughs> okay. So they are investigators um, just starting out on their journey to seek out the paranormal. We love that for them. Yeah. I feel like no matter how long you're doing this, you're still on, you're still just starting out. You know what I mean? Right. There's so much out there to, to find out. It's like everyone, everyone's journey is never going to be complete. And Absolutely. that's the best part about being a paranormal investigator or into the paranormal. Yeah. And we all have the same goal. Yeah. And total uh, domination. And if anyone wanted to know, Haunted Maine Society resides in Maine. Hey, okay. They got lobsters, the they got ghosts. Yeah. That's my New England accent. Uh, North yeah. Northeast. So kinda like us, Paranorthwest, they're haunted Maine Society. So we're from the Paranorthwest. They're from Maine. It's in the name. Okay, it's in the name. But we just wanted to let you guys know, go check them out. We appreciate them. They actually just recently um, shouted us out because they're doing some really cool things over on their Instagram. They're shouting out some small um, paranormal investigators. So go check them out. Show them some love. Follow them. Whatever you need to do. Grow the community, you know? Yeah. We're all here together. Yeah. Let's do this together. Let's build each other up, not tear each other down. Who is our listener of the week? Our listener of the week is... Drum roll. (laughs) Emily Nett. Emily Nett is our listener of the week. (laughs) She lives... Right here in the Northwest, so that's cool. The Northwest. Yeah, Emily is an OG, okay? So she's been a client of mine for a long time. So thank you, Emily, for always supporting me and getting your hair cut and colored and listening to our podcast. Yeah, way to just support as much as possible. Yeah. I mean, honestly. Also, if you want to be a listener of the week or featured... Uh, just hit us up, slide into the DMs, be like, yo, love the show. Uh, you can say my name on your podcast. Yeah. She, I mean, honestly, Emily sends us some pretty rad stuff. Like she's been telling me about, um, her old house and like spooky stories and stuff. And we love that. We've actually had a lot of people reach out lately. So thank you guys. And thanks to all of our new followers. We appreciate you. Yeah. You guys are awesome. All right. Back to the show. What are we talking about in the second half, Cheyenne? The thunder beings and or anything that flies. Jesus. Okay. Let's just pick a couple. Okay. (laughs) There's a lot. So you might have heard of them. Thunderbirds. They are very well known in our culture. They stand in such a high regard to our people. And I'm going to, you know what we need to start doing? I'm going to start adding some um, Anishinaabe in there for people to learn because you speak a little Spanish. So Cheyenne, how do you say it? Benacing. Benacing. Uh, Love that. Benacing. Everyone say it at home. We're going to give you a a brief moment to say it. All right. So Cheyenne's going to say it. Then you're going to say it. And I want to hear you say it back. Okay, Garys, are you ready? Benacing. 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 And And if you honestly, if you just did it. You're a real one. Yeah. If you didn't, don't pretend like you did, okay? Yeah. To all my real ones out there, Cheyenne's going to send you, once we get rich, $5. We, and may or may not send you bad, rotten, wooden teeth. May <sighs> or may not, because uh, technically I don't have those. Yeah, te- well, yeah. if anyone's uh, asking. Anyways. Okay, so the Thunderbird, Shayla. So basically, um, they are a giant bird, and they we hold them in such high regard because they are helpers. They protect us, um, and so yeah, they're they usually you can hear them when um, you know the thunder comes in, yeah, and the lightning comes. That's when the thunder beings are coming in. So tell us the story of the thunderbird. So the Ojibwe version of the story is basically Nana Buju, which is creator. Um, that's how you say that. Well, creator is Ichi Manitou, but Nana Buju is um, 
sent the Thunderbirds to fight the underwater spirits. And so they were also used to punish humans who um, basically had an issue with like their morals and, and that kind of a thing. So they weren't, weren't walking you know, the right way. Basi- yeah, they weren't walking the, as we'd say, the red road. Yeah, and so he's like, hey, I'm here to spank. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, the, the Thunderbirds are, they always come down and help our people. And, yeah, it's just they're, they're one of the most powerful spirit beings in our tribe. Have you seen one? I have never seen one, but I know when they're around. Cheyenne, have you seen one? Well, um, not to flex. Oh, God, here she goes. But She's about to get our, a bunch of res points. <laughs> our grandma was Ogimabanasing, which is chief of Thunderbirds. <laughs> so, yeah, I've met one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Known one. True. Known it. Yeah. So it says, and this is according to the giggle, it says that lightning was believed to flash from this thunderbird's beak, and the beating of its wings was thought to represent the rolling of the thunder. That's so rad. Yeah. So Cheyenne, do you have any stories of the thunderbird? So the colors of the thunderbird are turquoise, yellow, and black. Do those signify something? That's, you know, that's the colors that are known for it in our, um, in our tribe, the Anishinaabe people. So it signifies strength, protection, um, and strength. Strength twice. <laughs> so really strong. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm a little... T- <laughs> so it's like, it signifies strength, <laughs> being strong... And uh, being able to move stuff like that's heavy, which is strength. Okay, the Thunderbirds protect you, okay? Okay, I was just Shit. asking. Damn. Okay, what do you got? What do you got any um, beings that... Oh, do I? Okay. So, Mexicans, uh, we don't really have many things that are like, this is a good protector, right? It's mostly like, this is going to kill you, and that's it. Like... This thing is here to kill you. And we have La Lechuza. <laughs> okay, so once again, another nightmarish horror story. And we dipped into this a little bit when we went into cultural creeps, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so, so tell us again. I'll just do a quick recap. All right, so La Lechuza is believed that it was a woman that was wronged during her life. And she enacts revenge in the afterlife by turning into an owl and... Uh, carrying people away. Now, it's not even, it's like devolved into something that's basically she'll do it to anyone. (laughs) Now, it used to be like, oh, it was the people that wronged her, but now they believe that her thirst for hurting people has gone beyond just the people that hurt her. Oh, so anyone can get it. Yeah, so now she's like addicted to it. Oh, good. Yeah, she loves... You know, hurt. We've heard her. Yeah, we have Before. heard her. So it, it, she sounds like an owl. She is an owl. She turns into an owl. But what she'll do is she'll, to lure people out, she will make the sounds of like a crying baby. Oh, good. And so you're like, oh my God, there's a baby out in the road or whatever mm-hmm. the hell. And then once you hear the sound <laughs> of the baby, you come out and you're like, oh, let me help this baby. And then it's like, no, not a baby. That's La Lechuza. And then she turns back into an owl, grabs you with her talons, and takes you off to kill your ass. Or she goes after drunks. Like, she hates drunk people. So I'm guessing that there's something that, like, a drunk person hurt her or did something. What? What? Hell yeah. Yeah, so she was, like, wronged by a drunkard. And she, so she'll just, like, chill outside of bars and wait for him to leave and then just fuck him up. And then eat him. Yeah. But there are some things you can do to ward off Lalachusa. You can do the lame things, which is tie ropes and knots or throw salt at her face. She don't like that, apparently. Doesn't like salt. Or 
you can shoot her in the face with a gun. <laughs> okay. okay. And that's, this is why I love my people and I love my culture because they're like, hey, man, if something's scary, it's always okay. Just shoot that fucker in the face. You heard it here, people. Yeah. Shoot her in the face and tie ropes and knots. That's right. Now, we're going to talk about something that happened about eight years ago down in Mexico. Okay. This is not as fun to talk about. Oof. So, and this is something that I kind of want to hammer home with people. Like, yeah, these are stories and stuff, but some of the, some people act upon this stuff, right? And it's more than just a story depending on where you're at or, or, you know, something you believe or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's hear this. I don't know if I've heard this. Well, it's, yeah. So in 2014, around that area, uh, in Northern Mexico, there was a village and the village people swore that this owl was Lalachusa because it was larger than normal, like much larger. Because Lalachusa is supposed to be like a barn owl. And this was like two to three times larger than a normal barn owl. So they captured it. And this is all on Jeez. video. I don't suggest anyone go watch it because it'll probably fuck you up. They captured it and they were interrogating it in Spanish, obviously. And they had the owl pinned up and they were like, we know it's you. We know you've been taking children, blah, blah, blah. They're throwing salt in its face. The knots are tied and tied around it and they lit it on fire. Holy crap. And if you listen to the audio, which I'm not telling anyone to do, you please don't. It's not tight. But in the, the, the audio of it is screaming, the owl screaming, but it doesn't sound like an owl. It sounds like a woman screaming. So That's weird. Yeah, while they were doing it, and once they lit it on fire, they heard these screams, and they, they didn't, they almost like solidified their opinion like that was that was her like we got a lechuza and so you know you can say that's you know animal cruelty or whatever or stuff like that but that's easy for you to say if that's not your culture and you're not embedded in it you know I what i'm saying that I, yeah 100 but i can yeah, also I see other people's perspectives on it and be like you know that's just a story but to you it's just a story right but if you're in a village in northern mexico and this is how you've lived your life. If yeah. you catch something and you, you believe wholeheartedly that's what it is, that's well, you're, of course you're going to act upon it, you know? Right. So, yeah, it's, it's still alive and well, these, these stories and these beliefs in our cultures, you know, and they, they shape us who we are. And they're very important to this day. Yeah, so let me ask you this then. So there's many of them. I, yeah, that's my belief. I mean, I think wow. a, a, a Lalachusa, la well, that's, that's redundant. It would be a Lalachusa is just like saying la la Lalachusa. But so, <laughs> uh, yeah, Lalachusa, I think is, there's more than one. There's like an embody. Not, embody. It's like, it's like the W you know? word. Yeah. Like you can become it. It's like an option. Okay. Gotcha. I mean, I don't think it's an easy gotcha. option, but I think like if you were wronged, and or like a, if a woman was wronged or wrongful death or something like that to get back, I think they can choose to be like, all right, I'm going to get back at these people. But I think they don't understand that it's going to end up taking over them. Like the hunger is never going to stop. Just mm -hmm. like the W word, you know, if you, they choose to become that and through, you know, bad, dark medicine end up taking that path. You can't just be like, all right. You know, I'm done now. I, I I did what I wanted to do. So do they change back? Like, yeah. are they, sh they do? Yeah. So it's a woman, usually in a white dress. And then they usually turn into a white or a black owl. And then they kind of go back to being a woman. Yeah. And so that's because the, they're all about tricking people. So whatever they need to do to get you out and in the open where, the, where she can fly off with you, that's what she'll do. Okay. So is this a form of brujeria? I think it would be, yeah, because uh, I mean Ooh. that that kind of falls within all that. That is terrifying. Because it's not like a La Llorona, right? Because there's only one, like the weeping woman. Like her story is the same. She's one woman. Yeah, exactly. Like La Lechuza, there's so many different accounts of like getting one or killing one or one took over here and blah blah blah. 
I think it's a, a whole like uh, population, if you if you would say, of oh. those. You know, no, there's no telling how many there are, or who could become one, or when. Creepy. That is, yeah. Yeah. That's fascinating. That shit me. scares me to this day. I'm 31 Absolutely. years old and I've been all around the world and that shit still scares me. Mm-hmm. And the one time we heard her, we ran inside so yeah. fast you wouldn't believe. And I grabbed all the guns. And yeah. she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, we can shoot her. And she was like, what? <laughs> and then like two hours later, we wanted to go smoke. And I was standing on the front porch with a shotgun and a cigarette in my mouth. And I was like, if she comes back, she's getting it. Our neighbors have to think we're absolutely insane. Good. Yeah. We don't live in the best neighborhood, so that's a great deterrent. Okay, I feel like there was one time, though, we were on Spokane Reservation after the powwow, you know, in those back roads that we would go on all the time. Yeah. Didn't we hear a baby crying, or am I crazy? Did I just make that one up? I don't remember that. Do no? You? Okay. We heard maybe something. Maybe like you that. heard it and didn't say anything. No. I think we all heard it. We heard something like that. No? Okay. We heard a lot of weird sounds. Yeah. That's true. That is... What a crazy story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Wild. And that was in 2013, you said? Yeah, it was like like 2014 or something. That was only eight years ago. That's wild. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do a whole episode on just like Mexican, like recent Mexican things. Yeah, recent. Like the witches they found on video and all that. Yeah. Because there's a lot. That. Yeah, I'm down to do an episode like that. If you want an episode like that, let us know because I'm stoked about this kind of stuff. Um, but yeah. All right. Well, let's get into our cryptid corner. Okay. All right. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, every week we go through this book that's got a bunch of creepy things in it. And we just kind of give the story of what they are when they were found. And then we tell, you know, what they look like. We'll post it on the Instagram. And we just kind of give a little feedback on it. So today's is Montclary's Monster, date 1933, location Gentle Hill, Ontario. Stories about this creature sprang up around the time the Montclary farm burned down. Supposedly, the fire was caused by a meteorite hitting old man Montclary's moonshine still. A few people say the fire was caused by Mr. Montclary himself trying to stop this creature, which resulted when Montclary performed some arcane rites from an old book he found in an attempt to increase the yield of his crops. Some even say this creature is Montclary himself and the fire was started by his wife. One thing's for sure, nobody goes near the old Montclary farm anymore. All right. It's giving penis. Little it's, fal- it's phallic in nature. Uh, it's got little arms hanging out and tentacles hanging down from the big mushroom head on top that's covered in teeth and eyes. Oh, good. So what do you here, rate you it? Get, you guys take a picture. What do you rate this, though? Well, no, I, I wait till the end. I, oh. I, I crunch numbers, then I wait. This is giving me Pepe. I told you. Yeah, it's it literally looks like a mushroom with hands. Or a jellyfish with hands. It does. It's, it's also giving jellyfish, too. Really, for me, it, it is jellyfish. Um. So what do you think about the story? I would go to the farm. Oh, yeah. I would go to the farm. Not scared. But what do you think it was? Do you think it was something that he conjured from a book? Do you think it's him? What do you think it is? I think it's something he conjured. That's what I think. Yep. I, I think it's something he conjured, and that thing fucking killed his ass. We're all in agreement with that, by And the I way. think he started the fire. To get rid of it. Yep. It only makes sense. Tried to trap it. Started the fire. Yep. We didn't start the monster. <laughs> it was always burning and the world was turning. All right. What do you rate it? I'm giving it with the story and what we what we think is true. I'm going to give it a three and a half. I would also say three. I would say three. None of these things are really been scaring me. No. I need scary. Yeah, I'm going to look through it next time. We've just been going in succession in order. What do you give it, Shayla? Okay. So, from the looks of it, it's going to be a one for me. Oof. But the story is fire. Yeah, I know, right? Like, he, he 
found an old book and like yeah. conjured this thing. So I'll give it a two for that reason. Oh, the story wow. alone. Boy, she was smiling, all excited about the story. Gives it one extra point. Yeah, do better. Damn. Okay, so with math, it's 2.8. Oof. Yeah, so not fire. Canada, get it together. <laughs> Give us scarier stories. Purred. Purred. All right, well, that about wraps it up for this episode of Paranorthwest. Uh, tip your waiter and try the veal. I'm your host, Eric. I'm Shayla. And I'm Cheyenne. P.S. Don't forget to follow us, uh, Parent Northwest, Parent Northwest, uh, Parent Northwest team at gmail.com for any questions, comments, and concerns. Uh, thank you for listening. Sleep with your eyes open, 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 open.